40 trillion DPI. Pink. Green. Episode 10. One episode. Two versions. Pink. Small people. Green. Kanye. Damien. Two versions. Pink. Big interfaces. Green. Drake. Gabby. Episode 10. Episode 10. A podcast. Design podcast. High. Contrast. Dark. Patterns. Two versions. Listen to one. Listen Listen to to both. both. Green. Pink. 40 trillion DPI. We clearly have a lot to cover. Pink. Let's get started. Corporate Memphis. Corporate Memphis? Oh, yes! You don't know what it is! Yes! What are you talking about? Yes! What's corporate corporate Memphis? Okay, first of all, yes. First of all, okay. So... So the cool thing is, nobody can see this at home, but on the screen, <laughs> Helen is wearing, like, a this really cool sweater with, like, red and green and blue, like, shapes on it, black uh-huh. background, like, a big, chunky, like, turtleneck, looks comfortable, <laughs> but, like, looks looks kind of cartoony, like, in a cool way, oh, yeah. like, um, and I'm wearing a plain green sweater that's, like, bright, it's, like, very boxy, it kind of, like... I don't know. I like it. It kind of hides my shape a little bit and kind of like <laughs> kind of cartoons me a little bit, which I kind of like. Anyway, so Helen, I feel like so I'm wearing what might be described as corporate Memphis. You're wearing what I might describe as like Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> like Memphis design? Like yes. Memphis design yeah, yeah. Memphis? But yes. Corporate Memphis? Yes. So there's oh my Memphis, God, let's get know, into it. So wow. you know. <laughs> this sounds good. <laughs> This sounds sounds really good. So so do you so I'm I was kind of new to Memphis, so this is kind of fun. So okay, but I feel like your sweater. Would you describe your sweater as Memphis relate adjacent? Definitely Memphis Memphis esque, or definitely much closer to the Memphis design movement compared to. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess because there's not any patterning going on on your solid green sweater. Definitely right. more could be seen as more corporate, but now I'm well, really curious what corporate okay. Memphis is. Okay, so corporate Memphis, for those of you who haven't heard, is an illustration style that has become like over prevalent, like de- it's everywhere. It's the style of like uh, blocky, cartoonish, yes. like ethnically ambiguous people with pink skin, purple skin, like <laughs> weird kind of like bubble people kind of like often. Oh, one of my favorite arena boards that uses it is called small people building big interfaces. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, which, I am so guilty of having done probably illustrations in that style for some totally. no, company it's, it's, that I've worked for. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, there's this... Um, this arena board that we're looking at that's like tons of examples of this kind of corporate Memphis style, which like in some ways, like this is kind of what I want to talk about, but like mm-hmm. basically, so the term corporate Memphis was coined <clears throat> by this person named Mike Merrill, which th- as an aside, Mike Merrill is kind of like, I frankly find him annoying. Um, just I, what well, I don't know him that much. Okay. He's a person I- who like, yeah, he I launched him. himself as like a human IPO where you could like buy parts of his life and then you could like, you know, like basically their shareholder meetings, you buy part of his life and then like you can direct what he does or whatever. Like, so he's kind of like an internet artist, I guess maybe is like how I might describe him. Do you know oh, what I mean? Like he okay. kind of like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. he has this like human IPO thing where it's like you can 
yeah, you can buy his life basically. But he did it like as an art project. He's really interested in kind of like corporate critique and sort of critique of like corporate culture and stuff like that of the internet. So I don't know. I, I, but I'm Mm -hmm. suspect of him anyways. Um, he has coined the term. It's listed everywhere that he coined the term. I couldn't find the source of how and when he coined the term. That doesn't seem to be anywhere, Mm. but everybody cites him. He cites himself. So I believe that it's true. Um, but the idea Mm -hmm. they were saying was sort of like this flat illustration style, um, that's so ubiquitous he sort of derisively is calling it is has called it corporate memphis and everybody sort of picked it up so there's been pieces on Mm -hmm. aiga pieces on you know like um different all these different uh articles kind of about all of them pretty much taking the the tack of like this illustration style is annoying and it's ugly and like Mm -hmm. it's lazy and like it needs to be stopped or why are, why is illustration so uncreative? And I think some people posit like they talk about um, like, you know, things like um, Fiverr and things like illustration sort of like becoming kind of like automated in these certain ways. And so some of the things are one mm-hmm. of the reasons that it's so prevalent is because there's these programs, which I'll show you, which are, do you know of like about mm-hmm. humans Okay. No. Humans. Hang on. Basically, humans Mm -hmm. is a, like, (laughs) this thing where it's an image library. It's like a, it's jackets and hair and legs and pants and wheelchairs and stuff. And you can just, like, combine them together in infinite ways to make all kinds of different scenes, basically. And, like... It's free to start, but then you can use this tool called Blush, whatever, to, like, export things. So th- there's a pay thing, this sort of subscription thing in it where you can kind of, like, right. use this to create anything you need, you know, so if you need to create. Mm-hmm. So it has all these examples <clears throat> of, like, templates you can create and people and, like, yeah, different hairstyles and stuff like that. Like, um, so mm. you can make anything for your, like, website. But it's, like sort of vaguely multi-culty kind of like everybody sort of on their landing page is sort of brown in some different way you know some sort of vague way Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and um so there's just like I don't know so it's just like this interesting like thing and I think that's this is part of the reason why I think some people are positing that this design style is so prevalent because you can kind of automate it basically like it's kind of foolproof Mm -hmm. you know so it's very easy for Mm -hmm. They sort of talk about how, like, early startups who are broke use it because they're broke and they are not broke, but they don't, you know, they don't have the money to pay for it. And they say that, like, the big corporations mm-hmm. are using mm-hmm. it because they're lazy, kind <clears throat> of, like, and so they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. just make some stuff using this. It doesn't really matter. But I don't know. I just wanted to hear what you mm-hmm. had, what your thoughts were on corporate Memphis. So this is corporate Memphis, basically. It's a design style yeah. that people are sort of, like, deriding as sort of taking over the world um and yeah i don't know and one other thing i'll say is like if you look at the corporate memphis board the arena board and different mm-hmm. places i often find that it comes mm-hmm. together it i find that it just basically gathers any vector illustration <laughs> like i don't find that it always yeah. has a very strong aesthetic like the colors like you'll see some really cool looking stuff and some really bad looking stuff yeah. um yeah. but i feel <laughs> that like I think what I'm suspect of is, like, I feel that, like, corporate Memphis is, like, people or, like, people who are using the term and criticizing it in a certain way. Like, I think there's bad stuff about it. I think there's certain things of, like, that suck. But I do think also, like, it's a little bit of a, like, 
this is not serious design. Like, it's colorful, and it's it's got, like, people, like, I don't know, it feels like it's, like, it's, like, a kind of, like, design jerk kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, kind of being yeah. mean about it, you know, like, but at the yeah. same time, it's bad. So I don't know. Like, I think I just wanted to hear what your thought, like, have you, what do you... <laughs> the massage, did you see the, the massage... There was, like, somebody in a massage chair. No. Oh, yeah, know, I see it. Yeah, thing. totally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely, like, this, the, uh, at least visually, just based off of the board, it looks like Corporate Memphis is a, is a catch-all for just any vector illustration that looks kind of flat, which isn't necessarily, I think, Corporate Memphis, in my opinion. Right. Like, I feel like Corporate Memphis is very much, like, closer tied to like that humans <laughs> kind of <clears throat> kind of look you know but at the same time I don't know I mean I'm thinking I'm thinking of like how um you know just in the process of like art directing and anything and working with illustrators about how like they're pressed for time constantly mm-hmm. and we're asking these illustrators to output you know several illustrations for not all not not you know, sometimes for not a ton of money, it depends, right, on the client, like, in, you know, if the client has a has a big budget or not. Um, and also just, like, yeah, I mean, they're balancing, like, multiple other jobs, you know. So I kind of feel like vector-based illustration and also, like, vector-based illustration in the context of, like, any kind of client that is within tech is, is just, like, a no-brainer because, like, peop- like, generally speaking, the tech client space is like satisfied with this type of um aesthetic so i don't know if the if really it's i don't know if it makes sense to blame the illustrate the illustrators necessarily because they're just doing what is in demand right right. you know what i mean or like that's kind of like what they're giving because people are asking for it um i think it's it could be more on you know us as designers or art directors or creative directors to maybe think outside of what we could do with illustration, you know, like this, mm. it's just, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's like, it's like, oh, if you don't want to, if you don't want, if you don't want to see more illustrations of like happy-go-lucky, um, non, non-specifically diverse people doing things and stop asking right. <laughs> for like happy-go-lucky people who are sort of diverse doing things like don't ask for that you know what i'm saying it's totally like, i mean i think it's interesting uh, don't call it lazy you know it's like right. that that's how i just I feel, feel like, i feel like that. there's so many interesting things about it. i feel like even i feel like what i'm finding really interesting is the critique of it like i feel like there's something like mm. like i'll read some quotes there's a i've read a bunch of different articles about this but there's a quote like Okay, um, this designer, David Rudnick. Do you know David Rudnick? Yeah, he's like one of those big okay, design Okay, I don't people. really know. Uh, <laughs> anyways, good for you, David. Um, but they asked him for a quote, and he says, you know, the problem with corporate Memphis um, is that its worldview is designed to be misleading. He says, quote, it depicts a world whose problems are already solved, built out of con- complementary components, he says. It's a deliberate oversimplification. Oversimpli- Isometric perspective is interesting because nothing recedes to a vanishing point, he says, and therefore it also eliminates eliminates the variable of time. So it's like he's going hard on this, like, thing. He definitely is. But I also think, like, with, you know, just, I mean, I follow David Rednick on Twitter. I don't know him personally, obviously, and all of that. But but from what I can grasp of, of 
the the design work that he has done or at least has published online like I don't think he ever really intersects like directly or sorry I don't think he ever really um interacts directly with this type of of niche of design work yeah you right. know so it's it's really interesting that he is going so hard because because it's like bro do you even fucking know <laughs> like do you even fucking know like what these people like fucking get <laughs> you know, get so excited about, like, I don't think so, dude. Like, and so like, I, I understand, like, I don't know. I get what he's saying. I, I, I understand the critique, but I also, I also, I guess I'm pushing back just from maybe also a personal place of like having worked in house before, like in tech, uh, tech ish sort of, uh, companies that, um, people's sense of what is, uh, what is uh, aesthetically pleasing or, or what's, like, the creatively, like, right approach is, like, somewhat limited, yeah. honestly. And, like, your role as, like, a designer or art director or creative director, like, within that space is to mitigate or, like, uh, it's to kind of uh, balance the compromise between, like, you know, what leadership wants and, like, what you and your team are, like, interested in pursuing. And sometimes that that means kind of getting into corporate Memphis world and, but then also trying to kind of push the bounds of yeah. that, you know? So like, I, I totally get what he's saying, but I'm just like, also David, not your fucking well, space. Like, I mean, I have, two th- like, I have two things to say about that. <laughs> One is I think calling out like any kind of branding illustration as like a deliberate oversimplification is like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, a little exactly. bit like, why? Exactly, like, dude. you know, no, again, like it's like a little bit like, you know, what, what, were you expecting fintech companies to put on their website? You know, like it was a little bit like, I think we're going after the wrong, the wrong thing, you know, where it's like, they're like, yeah. yeah, these corporate companies are using these like deliberate oversimplifications of, of people. And it's like, they're not like, that's the whole fucking idea. That's the whole game. That's like that's the like that assignment. Whole space. Like, that's yeah. tech. Like- <laughs> tech and accelerationism. I mean, it, that those two things go hand right, in hand. They right. just want things to be more optimized. They want things to be faster. They want things to be done faster, and they want to make fucking money. But yeah, faster. it's like this kind of. And so, like, like this is definitely, you know, the, one of the approaches to to going about that for for fucking sure. Like, it would be fucking sick if there was like a tech company that just like approached me as an example, right? And we're just like, we want to go full fucking right, broke, right, Without right. branding, <laughs> we want to shoot tin type photography for our website, like. <laughs> we want to have a live stream of like an ant farm just for kicks. Like, like if a if a tech company uh, like by the way, by the way, with like that. Helen is available for commissions if you are out there and you want her to shoot tin types of your ant farm for your fintech company. Get at us! Get at us! <laughs> There's another critique that a designer from Airbnb wrote a piece on Airbnb's website, on their sort of work in progress. They have mm-hmm. a sort of website that talks about that. Um, she is mm-hmm. Jennifer Hom, who had developed their style, which is not mm. corporate, quote unquote, not corporate Memphis. And one of the things that she tries to emphasize is 
I don't know if you can see some of the examples of the images here. Like, she's trying to say, mm-hmm. like, I want to make these kind of, like, cut-out illustration styles, but to celebrate, quote-unquote, celebrate difference, very on brand for Airbnb. Like, duh. You know, it's like another one of these duh moments <laughs> where it's like, yeah, that's your whole... You want people to feel like they're going to meet different people who are waving and smiling at them. Like, that's part of the brand mm-hmm. for Airbnb. Like, if you look, she has, like, these comparisons of, like left, right, like the update of sort of like on the left, there are mm-hmm. these sort of vaguely colorful images of people waving. And on the right is like her update, mm-hmm. more complex, more like ethnically kind of di- actually diverse. I just think it's really, in- I mean, I think the other thing that's really interesting is like so much of this hinges on the depiction of ethnic diversity. <laughs> like that's like everyone yes. is so afraid of it and so obsessed with it. And so like there's like, it's just mm-hmm. sort of like one of these moments of like, pointing at the heart of like what's up with America or something where it was just like <laughs> like corporations Definitely. need to make you feel like there are non-white people who are involved in this project but they don't want to oh, be too man. specific about oh. it so maybe they're purple you know like oh, but anyways <laughs> oh my god I get you can, okay you are touching such a sore spot oh, no, for me no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah because it's uh I don't know it just also is really um it's really interesting especially just in the wake of like you know, this whole time during the pandemic, which of course is still ongoing. And, you know, um, also reflecting back on like this summer compared to last summer with like all the Black Lives Matter protests, the kind of like rise of uh, attention focused on the notion of diversity and representation and just like what has, 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 like what has societally sort of shifted from like last summer to this summer. And then also thinking about just like my experience, just like having worked, you know, at my at my previous day job and just like reflecting on, you know, what people say versus what mm. people do. I think it's interesting. Oh yeah, it's super, yeah. I mean, it's just so interesting because I feel like yeah. the whole entire style is developed around like depicting diversity quote unquote yeah. and like <clears throat> I don't know it, but also sort of depicting abstraction and sort of like accessibility and particularity in these weird ways you know yeah. like so anyway so I wanted to give Jennifer's quote so Jennifer Holmes says a solution to the challenge of diverse representation that uh, many land on is a kind of homage a metaphor for diversity through rainbow colored figures put simply put simply they're not real so there's also this like interesting kind of like designers are taking these kind of different tacks around like the representation of reality in these corporate branding things or whatever, the representation of Mm -hmm. diversity and difference or whatever. But like, I don't know. I just feel like all around it's all of them are sort of like pushing stuff under the rug. That's the whole idea of this. That's like why they're doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, cause like there's a, the thing that I think I'm, I'm, constantly hung up on I, I guess it's like a company's uh, uh, a company's uh, motivations to depict diversity versus like what is actually happening inside of the company what is actually happening 
um, in terms of like their consumer base. Right. Di- and also like, wise, and also like you know? what's beneficial to them as a company. Like, again, like she created this style yeah. for Airbnb that also like trades mm-hmm. on the fantasy of experiencing difference. Do you know what I mean? Like she up, mm-hmm. she ups mm-hmm. difference, but that's like completely within their brand book. Like that's, that's not yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing that is like, you know, she put, she's positioning it as like, I'm better than these people who are putting out these squiggly purple characters, you know, like, but mm-hmm. actually it's just mm-hmm. like a different brand it's mission. Another yeah. It's like, or it's like a yeah. brand mission that yeah. like, it's another version that not yeah. weaponizes, but sort of like, uh, emphasizes diversity, but as a way to sell the product, you know, like, so I don't know, like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's that, like, um, level two but i don't know i just i find it super fascinating i feel like there's there's i feel again i feel like there's more in the criticism that's interesting than like you know it's that thing where it's like um i don't know what how do you say like when you look at the arena boards and stuff they're bringing in everything and they're just like everything is this and it sucks you know like i don't know and i feel like it's like it says more about the critic than about the thing in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, I would like agree with what that. people are trying to kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know, what they're trying to justify or what kind of up they're trying to get on someone or who they're trying to diss or who they're trying to like put down. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, because I think that there's yeah. like, yeah. there's a lot of really talented illustrators and, you know, like, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's like they're sort of like saying like, ugh, illustration is so uncreative. And I think they really are critiquing, you know, like the companies, but like, it just, right. I don't know. I think there's something that, like, it also, I think it also seeps into critiquing the kind of the illustrators, too. Like, and sort of being like, uh. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was that was definitely the the feeling that I was getting when you were reading the David Rudnick quote. I was like, David Rudnick, dude, you, like, design vinyl record album covers for Nicholas Jar. Right, like, right. you have no <laughs> right to stomp all over these illustrators who are trying to make their fucking living. Nobody's as lucky as you to be a f-ing designer making, you know, somewhat sort of fracture-inspired outline typography with some, like, right, Photoshop right, bevel right. applied to it. <laughs> oh, no, you froze. <laughs> <laughs> you you came so hard on that last critique that you froze your Zoom. One of the things I wanted to say about it too, the last thing I want to say about it, I went down such a rabbit hole on this, but like, I think one thing that's interesting is mm-hmm. also the name Corporate Memphis, because I feel like it's a disservice to Memphis yes. as a design, as a as a design group or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I wanted to shout them out because they were pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in the research that I found, like... Mm-hmm. Um, they were really weird. And also like the thing that I think is really interesting is that it does feel like a disservice to Memphis design, like, which again has this, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I wasn't really that aware of it. Like I I don't have that background, like, um, but of course I was aware of it because it's so ubiquitous, like things that were sort of influenced Mm -hmm. by it. Um, but Mm -hmm. I just felt like, you know, the reality of Memphis design was this idea of like, 
or like part of it was kind of like and known at the time as this like assault on good taste. Like they were sort of coming in and mm-hmm. being like, okay, we're gonna make like weird kid furniture and crazy colors and weird shapes and impractical shit because we're mm-hmm. tired of all of this mid-century modern bullshit and we're tired of like yeah. kind of this corporate reality of like, you know, smooth flat surfaces and like these kind of kind of modernist materials or whatever. Um, so in the early 80s, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like an Italian group of people came together, named it after a Bob Dylan song. I went and I did the deep research, but they, um, you know, <laughs> they were trying to doing this thing that was like, again, it was sort of like, I think the interesting thing was, I think at the time it was kind of like a cipher. And I feel like that's maybe what corporate Memphis is as well. Like at the time mm. it was like, Some people saw it as, like, this brand new, really cool thing. And some people saw it as, like, trendy, yuppie, kind of, like, style-chasing, kind of, like, like avant-garde and weird just for the sake of it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think people Mm -hmm. have always Mm -hmm. kind of brought whatever they want to Memphis. So I'm not surprised that, like, corporate Memphis is getting the same thing. I think the only other two things that Mm -hmm. I found in my research was, one, that a lot of stuff that people think of as Memphis design is actually just like a lot of other designs at the time kind of were doing similar stuff and it's kind of been re historicized, rethought of in the culture as Memphis esque, but like all these other people were Mm. kind of developing similar styles around the world at the same time. So it's like also at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's like if you take it to the limited stuff that Memphis actually made and like the architecture and like a lot of the stuff they were making in terms of like furniture and stuff like that, it's like, Mm -hmm. Uh, most of it wasn't flat most of it was very dimensional most of it was in space and like this whole idea of like kind of this flat illustration style like just because it's kind of colorful or whatever you know it's sort of like yeah i don't necessarily yeah i think it's like funny to to label it yeah it does sort of flatten the the history of of the 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 movement proper you know it's like is it really is it really corporate memphis isn't it more just like illustrators are being asked to make things colorful (laughs) that's kind of that should be the name of it corporate corporate in quotes illustrators are being asked to make everything super colorful and happy-go-lucky end quotes movement yeah yeah totally totally yeah somebody described it as like matisse-esque which i thought was interesting like the cutouts i think that's maybe closer to that or whatever you know and so it's like yeah maybe it's like corporate favism or something this sort of like bright colors corporate favism you know or whatever like i want that on a sweatshirt Well, yeah, I actually. It's like it's like a kind of like an Olympics like logo, like uh, totally, you know, the kind totally. of brushy, yes, yeah, shapey cutout. And they're like, there's like a ball or something, but the ball's sort of like a little bit like bumpy. Totally, on the edge totally. And, and then like corporate faux visit. Oh my god, I let's think make they, it. Okay, <laughs> and then the last two things because I just went into this, and then I want to hear what Jared is a bit. Like two or three things that were last. Like one was that I think the industry that has gone really Memphis is actually beverages like i think they're actually more memphis than the corporate memphis like all the bottles all the cans all the weird beers and kombuchas and like beverages i feel like a lot of that Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. is more memphis than the corporate stuff that's one thing i want to say the last thing i want to say i think the Mm. last thing i maybe this is quote the last thing um i found this (laughs) quote which i feel like is the most i don't know designery quote or like you know whenever they talked like so the founder of one of the founders of of not corporate of Memphis Design was uh, Ettore Sotsas, who 
Oh, who yes. at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't realize, because I kind of was like looking at it, I was like, oh, this movement of open starts. He was like in his 50s. Like he was like this well-established designer. Yeah. Like I was kind of thinking like, oh, he's young. It's going to be this crazy movement. And you see him like next to the stuff. And he's like wearing a suit. And he's like this like frumpy old man. But <laughs> that was really funny. But he did an interview with uh-huh. T Magazine a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, Memphis Design, it had this higher purpose. And he says, quote, we thought we were producing products that made people's lives better, society happier, which, of course, didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> which I feel Aww. like it's like such a like quote you could ask any designer. You know, everybody's like, we were doing this oh, thing yeah. and well, eh, yeah. it didn't yeah. really work that way. But I don't know. I was thinking about like, yeah. I, I think there's like in like Sotsas, in like Rudnick or whatever, like in these people, there's sort of this like sense of designs higher purpose but the reality of yeah. it is so much you know these corporate brandings and these kinds of things like that like i don't know i feel like the it's an interesting kind of like you know it's like we tell i think it was like um what's their name frank moton Fred yeah because they were talking about kind of like yeah. the idea of like professionalization and how like people within right. academia people within the trades or like creative <clears throat> fields kind of like we're we have this idea of like this greater purpose that sort mm-hmm. of like is not separate from it sort of allows us to do the actual work that we're do we're sort of set to do because we sort of mm-hmm. feel that mm-hmm. if if it weren't for something else we would be doing like it would be making this big change or something like that you know like or it mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. changing this culture in a certain way but in reality it's kind of like you're, I don't know. It's it, it doesn't work out that way, or not? It, it's not. It's not a bug. It's like it's the it is the system or whatever. Like it's the sort of way that yeah. things go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Anyways. Yeah, it's interesting how design. Yeah, I don't know where we get that from. That kind of like, is it piety or you know that kind of like, that that sensation that yeah oh yeah like this the the act that we the the profession that we engage in is uh elevating some sense of life or right, whatever right. i don't know i don't personally feel that <laughs> way but i feel like there are definitely are a lot of designers <coughs> ux designers <laughs> <laughs> careful if you come if you come hard you're gonna freeze the zoom <laughs> i know i'm gonna freeze the technology i'm gonna freeze the technology again um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think the underpinning of all that, though, is, is coming from like a positive intention or a positive place of wanting to do some type of good. I just think that you also have to be aware of reality, which is we are just, you know, fucking specks of sand amongst <laughs> all the many myriad of factors that impact society Whoa, man. I like that that's like, a, that's like we should like that should just trigger an automatic music fade in like on the podcast like whenever you say specks of sand it's like music comes up like <laughs> versions pink big interfaces green drake gabby episode 10 episode 10 a podcast design podcast hi 
contrast. Dark. Patterns. Two versions. Listen to one. Listen, Listen to, to both. both. Green. Pink. 40 trillion DPI.